There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires like the highly consumer-rated Kumo Majesty 9 Solus TA91. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. You can go to TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon? You must be talking about Wright brand bacon because mm-hmm. they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real wood smoke. Real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Wright brand bacon. That's called Wright brand bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, back in November, Odell Beckham Jr. the third signed that deal with the Rams worth seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. He announced that he would take that in Bitcoin. At the time, Bitcoin was worth sixty four thousand two hundred ninety three dollars. Today, it's worth thirty five thousand. Today's deal is worth four hundred twelve thousand dollars. So he's going to be taxed on seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. And so that's going to be 50%. That means Odell Beckham, as of now, has netted $35,703 from his Rams contract. Wow. Stat of the day, stat of the day. I didn't know if that was a fact of the day or a stat of the day. Yes, Paul. You know how some people, athletes, entertainers go, I I love it here so much, I would have paid them to let me play here. He actually might be doing that in a couple weeks. He's going to owe them cash. I would play for free. That's how bad he wanted out of Cleveland. Yeah. Albert Breer joining us, senior NFL reporter. Always uh, smarter after we hear from Albert. Uh, Monday morning quarterback, NBC Boston, joining us from Tampa. What was the feeling like there before and then the feeling after that game, Albert? I mean, before, I think most people were talking about Brady and whether this was his last um, game or could be his last game. Obviously, we didn't know at the time. Um, Afterwards, you know, I I, I still have that in the back of my head that he's going to play one more year. And and I think he's going to think about it. And I think he has other things to consider. Um, You know, family is certainly a part of it. You know, he's got a son who I believe will be going into high school next year. That son lives in New York. Um, yeah, everything you hear from everybody who's close to him, he's a great dad. And so like, there are some things that I think are going to weigh on him. Um, but you know, that magic number of 45, it's not an arbitrary number for him. And so, um, you know, I, I think he can still do it. 
And the one thing that sort of, I, I think he's always established is that line of demarcation is I don't want to go out there and suck. And I don't think he sucks. <laughs> like I think he's still pretty good. And I think we can all envision a pretty good Tom Brady going out there and playing one last year in 2022. The key to me is going to be what Tampa does. Because if you look at Tampa right now, Ryan Jensen's a free agent. Carlton Davis is a free agent. Chris Godwin's a free agent. Leonard Fournette's a free agent. Rob Gronkowski's a free agent. And they've mortgaged so many of these contracts. They do have some space to work with next year. But I think to bring the band back together, it's going to take a lot of people taking a little bit less. And you have to at least account for the fact that a guy like Chris Godwin, who's been waiting to get his big second contract, probably isn't going to do that. So I think there are a lot of factors that are going to come into play here over the next month or so as Tom Brady makes his decision. And then for the Rams, man, I think it's vindication for the Stafford trade. I mean, I think, you know, in those last, whatever it was, 25 seconds, you saw why they traded for Matthew Stafford. And oh, by the way, I think the game that followed, right? I think that shows why you trade for Matthew Stafford too. Because I think if you don't have a guy like that right now, like that game last night, that AFC, that AFC divisional playoff between Buffalo and Kansas City has to give you nightmares. I mean, if I'm anybody in the AFC right now, outside of maybe the Chargers and the Bengals, and I'm looking at that, I'm like taking a second look at what I have at quarterback because, I mean, you're looking up a mountain right now. And it's almost like Patrick Mahomes cooled off enough that we moved on to the next quarterback and we forgot, like if it's it's possible that he's underrated we, yeah. he, he reminded us last night that he still can do things that maybe no other quarterback in the NFL can do. You know what's interesting about it, Dan, is I think like what we sort of forget, too, is there's still room for growth there, which is the scary thing about home, <laughs> right? Like he's already been to two Super Bowls. He's won a Super Bowl. He's won an MVP. He accomplished so much over his, fourth year, four, or his first four years, one of which he didn't even play in, Right that like going into year five, I think we just looked at him as this finished product. And so when it didn't look perfect earlier in the year, you sort of forget the fact that the guy's 26 years old. And I remember talking to some defensive coaches over the course of September and October, like what's wrong with the Chiefs offense? What's going on? What are they doing? And it's like defenses are challenging him in different ways and he's got to learn to evolve a little bit. And that stuff was real, you know, like teams were playing two high safeties against him and challenging him to go 10 plays, 12 plays, 14 plays. We saw Buffalo do it at the start of the game a little bit yesterday too, you know? And so I think he had to develop that part of his game a little bit more and to his credit, he's done it, you know? And I, and I think like, that's the one thing that I think sometimes we look at with Mahomes and we sort of forget is that he's still really young. He came into the league really raw. He only spent three years in college. He's still just 26 years old, and there was room for growth. And I think over the course of this year, through some of those struggles in the middle of the year, we have seen that growth. And I think all of it sort of came together yesterday against Buffalo. Feels like there was an outcry to change overtime because we love the Bills story. Like the lovable Bills, they got a chance to go to the AFC title game again. And... Like if Tom Brady had lost in overtime, I don't think anybody would be shouting from the mountaintops, we need to change this. But right. it felt like because the Bills lost, we hate the overtime rule. The team that wins the toss in in the playoffs in overtime, I think has only lost once. Uh, it Has there been something on the table with the competition committee with changing overtime? Yeah, I mean, they've talked about the idea of having – so the Chiefs brought this up um, and brought this to the table that each – team should have at least one possession. And then if it's tied after one possession, go sudden death after that. 
And a lot of people looked at that as sour grapes um, because it came right <laughs> on the heels of the same thing happening to Kansas City yeah. in the AFC Championship game. And you remember the scenario was almost identical, right? Like if you remember that game, what happened in that game was it was a heavyweight bout between two great quarterbacks. And in the end, the defenses were completely out of gas. I mean, you remember that, Dan, like D Ford was offsides because it was just you felt like the defenses had given everything they could and they were completely out of gas. And I think it was the same thing here. If Buffalo gets the ball, Kansas City's defense is out of gas and it happens to the Chiefs again. You know, and so I I see both sides of this. And I think it's a difficult one because on one end, the the, the competition committee and the league have been trying to limit the amount of damage that goes on to football players' bodies. And that's why they went from 15-minute overtime to 10-minute overtime. So they don't want to have 20, 25, 30-minute overtimes in, 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 the, in the playoffs. They, they just, because of the player safety, health and safety stuff, you've got that. I also understand where people are saying, well, it's not like one of these things where you just need 30 yards anymore, right? Like you need, you, you need to go 75 yards in most cases to score. So if you can't stop them, you deserve to lose. I understand all that. I also sort of understand where the rules now are so tilted towards the offense and we're seeing these just worn out defenses in these situations where it does feel a little bit like it's a fait accompli when Kansas City wins the toss that they're going to go right down the field. And I believe they only face face one third down going down the field, right? Which is very much like the ease with which the Patriots went down the field on the Chiefs three years ago. We're talking to uh, Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter, lead content strategist for the Monday morning quarterback. Let's look at the losing teams and the quarterbacking situation. You think Brady's back next year? Probably. I'm not 100%, but I, I think that, like, he winds up – I mean, you know, he has a boss just like me and you have bosses, so he's got to go home and check with the boss. But, <laughs> um, you know, I I, uh, I, I, like, I, I think ultimately he – I think ultimately – like there's going to, I think he comes to some sort of agreement with the bucks where he can play one more year. Um, and I think that like, he sort of figured it out in the off season, we're going to spend enough time around his family. Um, but you know, I, I don't think anything's for certain right now. And I think he does want to see what the bucks plan is. All right. Aaron Rodgers says he played his last game in green Bay. This is really tough. Cause the, 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 I mean, all that stuff I said about the bucks and the situation they're in, I think it's worse with the, with the, with the Packers. I mean, not only are they, you know, almost $50 million over the cap for next year, they also got to figure out what to do with Aaron Rodgers' best receiver and maybe his best friend on the team and Devonte Adams. And they're sort of a package deal. So I think he, I, I think they've made a lot of progress towards potentially being together in 2022 um, what complicates it to me is the fact that I think it would require doing a new contract to do that because the Packers aren't going to go into a contract year with him and risk losing him for nothing in 2023. And so can you figure out the contract? Can you figure out a way to manage the cap situation? Are you willing to mortgage all, you know, a couple more years to make it work for another single year? And then what do you do beyond that? You know, it's just, it's become so complicated because they did so much to make it work this year. The good news is I do think some of the relationship mending has happened. And you've heard him talk about Brian Gutekunst, who, I mean, I, like, I think, you know, the, 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 that relationship was in a really, really bad place seven, eight, nine months ago. I think it's in a much better place now. And I think Matt LaFleur deserves a lot of credit for facilitating that. So I do think that there's, there's a path here, even if it's a little bit of a narrow one, just because of the circumstances and the logistics of the team. The Titans with Ryan Tannehill. Oof, that's tough. You know, his contracts, his, 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 um, his money for next year is guaranteed. So his, his base salary of $29 million for next year is guaranteed. 
the only path I see out of this, Dan, is like doing what the Chiefs did, um, you know, when they had Alex Smith. I, I think because of their cap situation, the only way you can really do it, um, if you're the Titans, I mean, unless you find somebody to take on that contract with the Rams found, you know, the Lions amenable to the idea of taking on Jared Goff's contract. And that's a totally different thing. Jared Goff's 10 years younger than Ryan Tannehill. Um, unless you can find somebody to take on that contract, I think the only way to sort of reset a quarterback right now is to do what the Chiefs did and spend the next couple of years just working the college ranks and trying to find somebody that you really like. And the trouble is, like right now, there's not that obvious answer. Like if you talk to enough college scouts, like this is one of the weakest quarterback classes coming in um, in 10 to 15 years. And maybe we all look stupid for saying that in a few years. I don't know, but that's just where it's right now. And then I don't know that there's like that Trevor Lawrence on the horizon either. Like you look 23, 24. I mean, someone's going to be there, but I'm not sure that there's like this, this great quarterbacking hope on the horizon in the college level as it stands right now. Yeah, it's kind of interesting that, you know, when do you do it and trying to get somebody and then, you know, Kansas, well, Kansas City went, they, they they waited until the very last second, I think, to go up and get Mahomes because this could have all changed if Sean Payton, you know, if Patrick Mahomes was there, Sean was taking Patrick Mahomes. I was taking him, yeah. I mean, they were worried about, I mean, the, I mean, you look at the Chiefs were concerned about the Cardinals at 13. And the Saints at 11. And I have it on good authority that the Saints were taking him at 11. They wound up getting a really good player, Marshawn Lattimore, but that was Patrick Mahomes. You imagine the landscape of the NFL would be a whole lot different right now. And oh, by the way, who was it that traded Andy Reid that draft pick? Sean McDermott. (laughs) (laughs) Ouch. Uh, Yeah, Sean Payton told him, you know, when I asked him, I said, were you taking Mahomes? He said, yes, that that we were. Uh, Is Sean done in New Orleans? Um, I don't think so. I think he's going to get offers from places like Fox and Amazon that are going to entice him. I think he's making so much money now in New Orleans and has such a comfortable situation in New Orleans. I, I just think like he's probably, like, I think he's eventually going to be in TV. Um, but I think like for right now, I think he'd be, he's comfortable going back to the Saints. And again, I think he'll eventually be in TV. And maybe this is like a 60-40 thing for me right now. Um, I wrote about this back, you know, um, at the end of the regular season. Like, I had heard it was a possibility in November and December. Um, you know, like, I don't think the Bears, like, although I think the Bears really, you know, did discuss the idea of trading for Sean Payton. Sean Payton didn't want to go there because he had misgivings about ownership and everything else. I do think the TV thing like is enticing for him, but ultimately I think because of like, like a, because of a few different factors that go into that job in new Orleans where he has things like really where he's got a lot of control and he can run the show there. He's making really good money. I think he winds up going back for at least another year. What about Dallas? And that's the thing, you know, like, but, I, but here's the, like, what's the 10th, my question with Dallas, like, right. I think like Sean could take a year off and then wind up in Dallas next year. Like, I think that's possible. The thing to me about Dallas is, What's the tension point now, um, more than a week after the Cowboys season ended, to push Jerry to go and fire Mike McCarthy? Because he's not just going to wait forever for Sean Payton, right? Like, I, I, I think that at some point you've got to move on. To me, like, the one tension point that gets, Mike, that gets 
Jerry Jones to like really think about doing something on Mike McCarthy would be losing Dan Quinn. And that's going to come to a head probably in the next couple of days. He's a finalist in Denver. I think he's still the front runner for that job in Denver. Um, he's in New York today interviewing with the Giants. That's where he's from. Um, and I think that the, the Giants really sort of are intrigued by the idea of, 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 have, of bringing him in. He could have multiple offers. And um, so, like, I think this is something that Stephen and Jerry Jones have really had to think about is they love Dan Quinn. He's better than they even thought he would be when they hired him. They think he can. They think he's going to be a really good head coach again. They saw the way he changed their defense. They saw him develop young talent like Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs. Now the question is: Are if you're Jerry and Steven, are you willing to let Dan Quinn walk out the door to keep Mike McCarthy? And do you want to face the prospect of Mike McCarthy without Dan Quinn? Now maybe they go out and get Mike Zimmer if they lose Quinn, which I'd expect they will lose Quinn. Uh, but I think it's it's certainly given Jerry and Steven something to think about over the last week. I'll leave you with this. The team that could afford both Rodgers and Devontae Adams, because looking at the cap room, uh, and I don't know what Denver's cap situation is, but I've been on that, you know, since they traded Von Miller, they were loading up to send draft picks to the Cowboys. But, you know, the Dolphins, Dolphins got, I think, $67 million in cap space. You move on from Tua. Um, you're not going to trade for Watson. I I don't know. I, uh, is that a possible idea? It's a fun idea. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a, it's a fun <laughs> idea. You look, you look, Wait, are you, you just being nice to me? Is that what you're doing right now? No, no, that's no, a cute no, little no. story. No, I, I'm not I'm not patronizing anybody yeah. here. I I, I uh, no I no I I like the I like the idea of it um, because I do think I don't want to compare Tua to Tebow, but. Like it's sort of. Do you remember like what it was like with Tebow in um, in Denver, where he'd won the playoff game and he had a lot of backing um, in the city, and there were people in the organization who liked him, and he was good for business in Denver, and they needed to do something. They, they like the football people needed to do something big to have the ability to move off of Tebow. So what did they do? They went and got Peyton Manning, right? Like maybe that's it. Maybe it's if we're gonna move off of Tua, it needs to be with a big swing. And maybe that big swings Aaron Rodgers. They were in the market for Deshaun Watson, so it's not impossible. The one question I would have is how much it appeals to Aaron to go there. Yeah. But if you're saying you're bringing Devontae Adams with you, maybe that's the carrot. I still think like Denver would be the biggest. I- I'm with you on the on the Broncos. I still think that that's the best possibility. I, I think that's why Nate Hackett um, has been somebody they've looked into and is now a finalist for their head coaching job. I also think it's why, you know, in interviewing Dan Quinn, Another guy they interviewed was Luke Getzey, the passing game coordinator from Green Bay, who I think like would actually probably be – that was actually probably more of an offensive coordinator hire, where I think their plan A might be Dan Quinn as head coach, Luke Getzey as offensive coordinator, Aaron Rodgers coming in as the quarterback. Safe travels back from Tampa. Albert, thank you. All right. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate That's it. That's Albert Breer. It felt like he was kind of tapping me on the head and saying, eh, that's a cute little uh, little thing, but leave it to the insiders here. Now, I, I could see, you know, the situation with Denver makes the most sense. In my opinion, you, he goes to the AFC. Green Bay loves draft picks. They don't want players. You got draft picks. You got it. I think that they're, Denver's a sleeping giant. I really do. And you got cap room there. You got $44 million. Uh, you got some talent there. I could see see that as a real, real possibility. Yeah, Paul. I'm looking at that cap room list. 
The Cincinnati Bengals are in fantastic shape. Burrow and Chase on their rookie deals and $58 million in cap room. If I'm a free agent offensive lineman, mm. I'm calling the Bengals first. You know what I mean? They, they, oh, yeah. they could pick off two offensive linemen and, and not even use all their cap room. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know take over a minute to down a two liter. Well, if you have, then you're going to love pick six. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat, rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports, like a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and 
holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling, only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. The Packers are now the team that has the most regular season wins in a three-year span. 39 without a Super Bowl appearance. Rob Domofsky of ESPN, NFL Nation, covers the Packers. He's been covering the Packers since 1997. If I didn't watch the game, how would you describe it, Rob? Uh, Aaron Rodgers was playoff Aaron Rodgers, and the Packers special teams was the Packers special teams for the last 15 years. Both bad. Um, You said Rodgers was playoff Rodgers. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, Dan, since the Super Bowl uh, in 2010, I, I remember talking to you in the airport in Dallas, flying home from that Super Bowl, and I remember us talking about the possibility of a dynasty. Well, they haven't even been back to a Super Bowl, let alone won one. His record in 16 playoff games since the Super Bowl is 7-9. and nine. I mean, that's a season, or at least that's what a season used to be, right? 16 games. Uh, I think that's enough evidence to tell you that he's a, a subpar, sub-500 uh, postseason quarterback. And if you think about it, he's really had, like, two great playoff games since then, and that's both the Dallas games in 14 and 16. Uh, look, he is a fantastic quarterback. And if you ask me if I'd rather have him or take my chances with an unknown, I would definitely take him. There's no doubt about that. You want to be in position to be in the playoffs. But it's a little surprising to me that his playoff record and performance isn't better than it's been. And I was wondering about this, Rob, that we keep waiting to hear from Aaron. Like, does Aaron want to play? Does he want to come back? And I'm thinking, aren't the Packers the ones in control here? Well, you know, that's a great point. I I would say – 48 hours ago, I would have said this is pretty much all Aaron Rodgers' decision. Uh, In the last 48 hours since that game ended, I think the Packers do have to look at it and say, is it going to happen here? You know, is it going to happen with him? Matt LaFleur told us after the game, we'd be crazy not to want him back. But And Matt LaFleur obviously is a part of the decision, but he's not the only decision maker. I do think that it's still more Rodgers' call than the Packers, but I, I think there's probably some conversations being had Uh, across town at 1265 Lombardi Avenue discussing that exact thing. Yeah, because I I kept thinking, well, what's he going to cost you? Can you afford Devontae Adams? Is there a part of you that do you want to go through this again in the offseason or when he shows up at camp or everything else that kind of goes along with him? And do you, you know, if you trade him, let's say to Denver, and you get whatever picks for him, Uh, decide what you want to do with Devontae Adams. Can you afford him? Um, I'm just trying to figure out what makes the most sense for the Packers. As much as you say, we can't let Aaron Rodgers walk. This is a organization that's made tough decisions before. And it's still, 
Are you in a rebuild? Are you just going to reload? Yeah, I don't know that it's a it's a rebuild except from for one position, the quarterback position. If Rodgers doesn't come back, and you you heard him say, right, I don't want to be a part of a rebuild. The, the soundbite that you didn't hear, the question I asked him was, uh, do you think if you do come back that you have enough pieces? To make a legitimate run, given the fact that, like you said, Devontae Adams is a free agent, given the fact that they've got all these salary cap uh, constraints. And Rogers said, I don't know. That's a fair question. Definitely something I've considered. And, and I know you're asking about it from the Packers standpoint, but from Rogers' standpoint, even he looks at it like maybe we may not have enough, even if I do come back. So the question is, how big of a rebuild is it? And I think the answer is in part, how good the next quarterback is or is not. Is Jordan Love the future quarterback? He will get a chance to be, but at this point, after two seasons, um, no one can sit here and say for sure that he's the guy. Now, at this point, uh, with Rodgers, I don't know that we can say that either. It was in that third season, you remember, in 07, when Favre got hurt in that game down in Dallas, and Rodgers played lights out. Almost, They didn't win the game, but they were down big time. And that was the first time I think everybody walked out of there going, okay, I can see why they drafted uh, Rodgers. I can see that there's a chance that, that he might be the next guy. We've seen Jordan Love, you know, play uh, uh, obviously a full game in Kansas City, play uh, half a game in Detroit in that meaningless regular season finale. And I don't think there's anybody that's willing to say, yeah, I can see it. Rob Domofsky covers the Packers, NFL Nation Packers reporter, and he's been covering this team since 1997. You know, when you put together Favre and Rodgers, I mean, we're talking three decades, and you got two Super Bowls. Yeah. Um, is that just a coincidence? You know, it, I, I, let me t- t- say this, Dan. Last year, uh, when the Packers were playing the Saints, uh, we had a, 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 a one of our editors at ESPN.com wanted to do a story on why Rodgers and Breeze haven't won more Super Bowls. And you, you know what my answer was? It's really freaking hard <laughs> to win Super Bowls. You know, like, yeah. And, and yeah, should they have gone to more? Like, do we feel differently about the Favre tenure because at least he got to a second one? They didn't win it, right? I mean, they won in, in 96 and, and lost as a, what, a two-touchdown underdog to, to the – or, I'm sorry, two-touchdown favorite, excuse me, to the, to the Broncos. Should we feel better about that? than we do about Rodgers only getting to one, you know, you can make that argument or you can just make that argument that they, that they didn't get enough out of 30, whatever it is, years of, of incredible quarterback play. And what are the chances that they're able to, to sustain that for another generation of quarterback play? I want you on record so we can bring it back. Oh is boy. The starting quarterback for the Packers week <laughs> one is... <laughs> So let me just say this. They asked me this on, I think, one of the ESPN radio stations like last May. And I said I thought there was less than a 5% chance. Oh, I remember. Take it. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what. I am now, like, people who want to come at me, I'm Mr. 5%. What do you have to say now, Mr. 5%? Uh, I, 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 just, I hate to do this, but I just don't know. I thought he was going to be back this season. I don't think he's going to be back next season. Uh, and I, I'll make it clear, like, I, like I'm not rooting for one way or another. Like, it's 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 a compelling story either way. 
and and you know, Dan, you, you can't spell media without me. We want a good story. So, you know, whatever the best story is going to be, that's that's what I would like to see happen. I have no – if he comes back, great. If he doesn't come back, that's fine, too. We'll tell the story either way. More likely to retire, Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady? Tom Brady. Okay. Do you think Rodgers is playing somewhere next year? I mean, you know, look, I, I know I what, what said what I said about his playoff performance – but man, I mean, the year he can still play, right? I mean, like he's still going to give somebody, whether it's these guys, you know, or Denver, Pittsburgh, whoever it may be, uh, he's going to give somebody the chance to, to make a run. Whether he does it or not, you know, that remains to be seen. He can still play. And they would trade him to an AFC team. They wouldn't allow him to come back and haunt him in the NFC. Yeah, remember in the summer of '08 when uh, they traded they traded Favre to the Jets. Ted Thompson, the general manager at the time, went to Brett and said, I've got a deal with Tampa, and I've got a deal with the Jets. They're basically the same. Which one do you want? And Favre says, I, I want to go to Tampa. So they sent him to the Jets. <laughs> Just send him to the Lions, then he can't haunt you. <laughs> yeah, there's that too. Hey, Rob, thank you. I know you got a busy day. We appreciate your time as always. Oh, yeah, always great to see you, Dan. Mr. Five Percenter. I like that. Rob Domofsky, ESPN NFL Nation Packers reporter. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byard. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup, sits, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts all right everybody game off let's pause here to talk more about monopoly go i know what you're saying flag on the play you've already talked about that but there's just so much more good stuff in this game in monopoly go you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards the more you win together the more awesome prizes you unlock and there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what too is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like... A lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, 
both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. We know that quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you and your partner whenever you want. Two beds in one, firmer or softer on each side, you decide. And it helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature as well, quiets their snoring, so you stay sleeping comfortably all night long. Sleep Number does everything. My Sleep Number setting is 75. Sleep Number smart beds learn how you sleep. They provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. You will never need another bed. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I want to play the ending of the Bengals game against the Titans, and uh, this is how it sounded on the Bengals radio network. Clark Harris will snap it back to Kevin Huber for the win. The snap, the put down, the swing of the right leg. Yeah, baby. It's on its way. Yeah, it is yeah. good. Yeah. Coffin nails. Bam, bam, bam. That is unbelievable. 54 and 52 at the gun. That is unrealism right there. Well, here's Joe Burrow on Evan McPherson, his, uh, his uh, kicker. So he was talking to Brandon as he was going out to kick. He gave a little warm-up swing, and he said, ah, it looks like we're going to the AFC Championship right before he went out there to kick it. And when you have a kicker, I mean, we knew exactly what we had as soon as he walked into the building in camp, and we just saw how he carried himself. Let's bring in Evan McPherson, the Bengals' rookie kicker, the 52-yard game winner. Feeling pretty confident there on the sideline before that kick, Evan? I would say it was, um, and I think that's probably one of the most important things as a kicker to have is confidence. Um, so just to challenge myself with something like that uh, was was big for me, and just to know, you know, going out there that I had confidence in myself, my teammates had confidence in me to uh, to go out there and hit it. All right, so how did you say it to Burrow that uh, I guess we're going to the AFC title game or the other <laughs> guys on the sidelines? How did you – how did it come out? Well, it, it kind of came about just because I was – I just taken my last warm-up kick into the net, and me and Brandon Allen were standing by the heater, and he was just kind of telling me, you know, you got this, um, you're going to make it, all this stuff. And and so Joe, um, you know, runs to the right, uh, falls down, we take a timeout, and I'm kind of walking to the field, and I turn to Brandon, I'm like, well, looks like we're going to the AFC Championship game. <laughs> 
Because, I mean, I didn't want to go into overtime, honestly. I think our team deserves, you know, to, to end it here, to not play more football, kind of get rest and, and kind of get ready for the next game. And so that I could, that's the least I could do. For, for... <laughs> You're such a nice guy. You know, the generosity there that you want to make sure you're, you, you know, the starters don't play any more than they need to. Let me go out and end this thing. Do you watch the kick go through? <laughs> I, I did not personally. Uh, I watched it, I would say, probably in halfway. And then at the halfway point, I mean, the way the ball was flying and the way it felt off my foot, I kind of knew uh, that I was probably going through. But obviously, the, Clark Harris and Kevin Huber, snapper and holder, they watched it a little longer than I did, you know, just to make sure it didn't hit the quick left turn at the end like it did in, in Green Bay. What is the pre-snap routine for you? Uh, I mean, pre-snap routine, whenever I, uh, when I jog out into the field is, you know, we kind of get the spot on the ground and I kind of have a word with Kevin. I'm like, you know, let's, let's, it's one kick, you know, let's just put a good hit on it and, uh, just start on the right line. It's going to go through. And so, you know, me and Kevin, we probably have like a little conversation there, um, and take my steps back and probably two deep breaths, uh, right before I kick the ball. And that's kind of what I do. Any defenders yelling at you at that moment? Uh, not that I could hear. Um, I think Clark and the whole line could probably tell you a lot more than I could. Do you care if you're, you know, frozen? You know, they freeze you as you get ready to kick? Uh, no, not really. I think uh, sometimes I think it could be an advantage because, you know, uh, kickers typically, if we hear a whistle, we know we get a, like a practice kick. And so it's kind of like a mulligan in golf. Let's say you have your practice kick, you miss it. Um, you get to come back and you know, kind of learn from that miss or you make it, you're going to do the same thing the next kick. And so I think it's honestly, it could help a kicker more than it could hurt him. What's the dist- distance that you would tell coach, I'm good from here? Like how, how, how far back can we go? I think going that way um, in that situation, I think, I think uh, Coach Simmons probably would have been comfortable from – he probably would have been comfortable from like 57, but I think I probably would have been comfortable from about 60. I uh, just kind of last play of the game, um, kind of just go for it. I think probably around 60 yards because we were kind of going into a win there, just a just a slight win. I'm looking at the numbers here. I mean, these are these are impressive. You've had 11 field goals of 50 yards or more, most by any kicker in a single year yeah. all time. You also are 18 for 18 on the road this year. And I think your only miss was an extra point on the road. Does that sound right? That's correct. How the hell did you miss the extra point? I I couldn't tell you. I mean, I could tell you technically what I did wrong. I kind of dropped the right shoulder, left my hips open and kind of pushed it out right. But yeah, that, that one hurt because it was in the Vegas game and, you know, I just came off hitting three 50 yard field goals and then a 48 or Three fifty-yard field goals. I had a forty-eight yarder in that game too, um, and to miss that PAT, it really hurt me. And, uh, <laughs> and I, from that point on, I was like, "Man, this is the worst feeling ever." I, I think just going into it, uh, just so I feel like people overthink PATs a lot, and so just you know, coming back and just being like, "Yeah, it's a PAT. Come on, like you're not supposed to miss those," and just kind of locking in on those again. So I, that one hurt for sure. You're from Alabama. Did Alabama recruit you? They they kind of did uh, as a punter, 
And it, what was funny because J.K. Scott was on his way out at the time, and I had their coach kind of we were DMing back and forth, and he's saying, you know, J.K.'s leaving. This spot's going to open up. Is this something you'd like to pursue? And at the time, I was like, at the, I knew I didn't want to punt in college. I knew I wanted to kick field goals, and so they never really looked at me for for to be a field goal kicker, just kind of as a punter. So I'd say no. Did you leave? You left school early to go pro, right? Mm-hmm. I did. That 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 normally doesn't happen with yeah. kickers. Well, yeah, for me, uh, the way I kind of thought about it is, you know, I'm doing the same thing here as I was in college, and some people might think it's actually easier in the NFL just because the hashes are moved in. Um, but I guess the stage is brighter. Um, but I would say, I mean, I'm – I'm doing exactly what I was doing in college. I'm kind of just getting paid for it now. And I tell you what, I'm having a lot more fun right now than I really ever have. So why do they make it tougher on college kickers with the hash marks? I don't, I never understood that. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not really sure why they do it. Um, I don't know the, uh, I guess the stories behind the hashes and why they're wider in high school and then in college than the NFL. I'm not, honestly, I'm not really sure, but um, I can tell you, honestly. Uh, Money Mac, that's your nickname? I, I tell people they can call me whatever they want. Um, Evan's fine if you want to call me Evan, Money Mac, Shooter, whatever. Shooter? Um, you ever heard that one? No. Like, well, Shooter, I, Shooter McGavin from uh, – Like Shooter McGavin, but – so Clark Harris, our snapper, actually came up with that one. Um, it was Shooter McPherson. I think that was after the Kansas City game. <laughs> And it was funny because I was in the car with Kevin, our the punter after the game, and he was telling me about the nickname. And I was like, oh, so it's like um, kickoff for show, field goals for dough. Okay. All right. Drive for show, putt for dough. Yeah. We kind of, I like that. I feel uh, like kicker, kickoff for show, field goals for dough. Um, McFearless? That one's uh, unique. I, I do like that one. Um, how about uh, Kick Fearson? Kick Fearson. Uh, again, I think it's along the same lines as uh, Fearless or whatever you just – but, yeah, okay. I like it. All right. I'm just I'm, – you know, we're workshopping this. All right? I got it. Yeah. Yep. I mean, <laughs> I, I kind of like Kick Fearson. I know, okay. Yeah. I mean, but I'd, I'd have to have your approval to go with it. I If you want to stay with Shooter, we'll stay with Shooter. Like I said, you, you can call me whatever you want to call me. I'm fine with it. Okay. Whatever you like the most, you can just kind of roll with it. Are you checking the weather forecast in Kansas City? Yeah. So, I mean, that's, we, we looked at that um, probably before um, the Tennessee game. So, we just had an idea of, you know, what the weather was going to be like either in Buffalo or, or Kansas City if we were to win. Um, and so, I think it's supposed to be around 35, 35 to 40 degrees. It's actually supposed to be a pretty nice day. Um, winds are minimal, I think, and that's kind of rare for Kansas City, I know. Well, congrats so far. Uh, you know, rookies aren't supposed to be doing this, and you're not old enough to know all of the hardship that Bengal fans have had for decades in Cincinnati. So, you know, Joe comes in, makes it look easy. Jamar comes in, makes it look easy. You too. So congrats. A uh, lot of fun and good luck in Kansas City. Yeah, no, thank you so much. And, you know, we're going to go out, we're going to go out there and, you know, give them our best shot and hopefully take a nice trip to uh to California after this week. 
Do you think that there could be a moment where you turn to somebody and you say, looks like we're going to the Super Bowl before you go out and kick? <laughs> uh, if it comes down to a kick um, or a game winning field goal, you know, I, I'll make sure to say it just to, you know, challenge myself even more. And, you know, this is what I want for this organization is to go to the Super Bowl and, you know, hopefully win it. And so if it comes down to a field goal, you know, just know I'm going to, they're going to have my best effort. And, uh, you know, I'm going to go out there with all intentions on making it. Congrats and uh, good luck in Kansas City, Evan. Yep. Thank you. That's uh, Evan McPherson, the Bengals kicker. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, or you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Owning a Mercedes-Benz EV isn't just extraordinary, it's extra easy. With full remote access to your vehicle from your phone via the Mercedes Me Connect app, the vehicles are all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. The choice is all yours. Learn more. MBUSA.com slash EQ. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon. You must be talking about Wright brand bacon Mm -hmm. because they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed and real wood smoke, real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Wright brand bacon. That's called Wright brand bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way.